This podcast is sponsored by Aurora Packaging Solutions, a global packaging solutions provider leading the transition to a more sustainably packaged future. They specialize in developing packaging and visual communication solutions that reduce the impact on the environment and bring sustainability goals to life. With a focus on partnership and service, they create a custom solution for your business. To learn more, please visit www.orapackaging.com. Welcome to Sustainable Packaging Podcast with Corey Connors, brought to you by Landsberg Aurora. I have my very good friend, Mr. Adam Peak, today. And I'm totally excited to introduce him and talk to him about his incredible rise to fame in the packaging world. And Adam is not only the, the podcast founder, but he's also works at Fortis Solutions Group. That's right. And, and tell us about yourself, Adam. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Corey. I'm, I'm just excited there are more packaging podcasts because for <laughs> a while there, like when Ted and I, when we got going with the People Packaging Podcast, it, it was like... Dude, there's nothing out there. There was a few podcasts that had four or five episodes and they didn't do anything with it. I was like, this industry is amazing and incredible and more people need to talk about it. So I'm, I'm so stoked for people like you and Avelio to come up with these cool angles. And we just need, you know, before the call we were talking, I was like, Man, we need like a hundred packaging podcasts to talk about all the rad stuff that we're doing. So I'm, I'm glad that you're doing what you're doing. It's been cool to be kind of in your orbit and connect with you and kind of be out here almost seemingly alone together. Like, is anyone else going to come <laughs> join us? Cause the party's pretty, the party's pretty fun out here, but yeah, man, I'm excited to talk about sustainable packaging with you and just to see that you're doing it right. And it's cool. Um, it's cool. What you got going on. Thank you so much. And and you and Avelio are, a huge part of the reason why I started this podcast. So I'm really excited. Avelio is my last guest and you're here this week. So I'm thrilled to have you guys back to back in that. Yeah, that's right. We're, we're known in the industry as the package deal, the three of us. And I think that's, that's right. That's a pretty awesome nickname. Yeah, so. man. I love it. I love it. It's great. <laughs> and I think it's only going to get more great from here. So I agree. Uh, glad, glad to be on, glad to have an episode. Finally. You've earned it, sir. Thank you. So, I got to ask, because I'm really fascinated about this. How did you go from pastor to packaging expert and TEDx speaker? So it, it happened because my, so I have an amazing wife and I've known her since elementary school. So we went to the same elementary school, middle school, high school, college. Wow. We didn't date until I was a senior, until I was a freshman in college. She was a senior in high school, but so we got married right after college. I was a pastor and I was pretty convinced. I was convinced in college that that's what I was going to do my whole life. I was going to preach and wow. I was going to not get married. That's what I thought when I first went to college. I was like, I'm going to travel the country. I'm going to travel the world and I'm going to preach and I'm going to study. And that's all I'm going to do. And then, you know, I would say like God brought this amazing woman into my life who I had a crush on in high school and we started dating. We got married and I was like, well, I still get to do this, but now I have this great gift, which is my wife. And we're going to go together and do this thing. So fast forward about three years and we find out, you know, excitedly that she's pregnant with our son, who's now 14. And she really wanted to stay home with him. And all of a sudden, 
pragmatism sets in and I'm like, <laughs> I'm making like, I was literally a fun, I was fundraising. So my income came from people giving donations, writing checks to this nonprofit every month. And then I got whatever the percentage was, 80% of every dollar would come to me. And that was our salary. So I was making 2000 bucks a month or something like that. And I was working as a barista at Starbucks and I was like, we don't have enough money. We can't, but let's do it. So she quit her job. And luckily you have this nine month time period that you can figure things out. <laughs> and my uncle called and, and I was talking to him. He lives in Carlsbad, California. He still to this day runs peak packaging solutions. And he said, Hey, I need, I need someone to come down and help me out, learn the business, run the business. And so I said, sure, that sounds great. So we packed up from awesome. Fort Collins, moved to San Diego, and I learned everything about pack. It was a great, it was an awesome job. Just learned about counting. I did, I folded up boxes. I, oh, really? Uh, oh, Production. yeah. I was, a box, I was a box folder. I did deliveries. I did customer service. I started doing procurement and sourcing. And I just got to do a whole bunch of awesome stuff in yep. the packaging industry. I, I didn't become really passionate about it, though, until because I moved back to Colorado to start a church because I was still kind of convinced, like, this is what I'm going to do and started a church called the Lathia Church and was a pastor there. And I had a moment where I was there was a there was a possibility that I could go on staff full time at the church. I was a, strictly a volunteer pastor. Most of us were. There was one who was paid, mm -hmm. but there was an opportunity to go on. And it was I, I had the chance to do it. And I realized that I could be just as, if not more impactful about bringing good news and hope into the world through my packaging job as I could be as a pastor. Yes. And, and I stayed on as a volunteer. I still, even though I live in Salt Lake City now, I love that church dearly. I've been able to go back there and preach and I still get to travel the world and talk to people about sustainability and Jesus and packaging and all sorts of stuff. So I never, I didn't really, I didn't really leave it. But I, I focused primarily on, you know, packaging evangelism. So <laughs> those things all go together, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, it doesn't really make sense, but when you kind of put it all together, it, I think it's, people yeah. could probably go like, okay, I can see how that would all happen. Makes sense to me. And we're glad to have you in this industry. You're a real beacon for sustainability. And frankly, I'm honored to have you on my show. So thank you. Oh. Thanks, Corey. Appreciate yep. it. It's, it yep. really is an honor to be on a show. Like I love, I love that yep. this is, I got to be on Avelio's. It's just cool. So it's uh, we've all kind of traded podcasts and that's been really fun to, to be on, to be able to support each other. I think it's really, exactly. really cool. So speaking of podcasts, tell us about the people of packaging podcast. How's it going? What's the, what's the primary uh, goal there? Yeah. So what we, our primary goal is to give people a platform who otherwise may not have a platform. And so we disproportionately highlight the voices of people of color and women within the industry. And that was the genesis of the podcast. And we still, we still do that to this day. The reason for that is because podcasting, as you already know, is one of the fastest growing mediums for marketing and for platform building. And we would go to these packaging trade shows and we would see the same people who have really important things to say and they would have, but they tended to be people who would look like you or I. And so I thought, well, if I can, if I can have a platform, why wouldn't I share that platform with folks who don't traditionally have access to that? And so 
we are primarily about people. We're not, we don't do a lot of work in terms of, Hey, let's break down the, you know, the pros and cons of chemical recycling versus mechanical or anything like that. Like right. we don't get too into the weeds there, but we do really dive in to hear about people's stories. How do they get where they're at and really just try to serve the industry through telling the stories of the amazing people who are in it. I love that. And I truly enjoyed being on your show. And that's such a cool way to, to bring people who don't get the voice, give them a voice and let them speak. And I totally support that effort. That's awesome. Yeah, for sure, man. Thanks. It's yeah. been, it's been a real, a real joy of my life. Yeah. I think you and I like to talk a lot. <laughs> so this, no doubt. Uh, this made sense when you said that I, I think it was your idea originally. You said, come on, man, we've, we've, Avelio and I have podcasts. Why don't you start one? I did. Uh, yeah. 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 And so I just, I thought about it for a month and then I just jumped in and I'm so glad I did. Thank you. Good, man. Pushing. Good to hear. So I'm also excited to talk about your, your upcoming book. A yeah. Child, a children's book about packaging. And man. frankly, frankly, I'm mad that I didn't think about this idea first. This is, brilliant i can't wait to read it i mean i'll say this though again like there's no competition like these are all blue oceans right i mean yeah. so I, I, like my wife and i we have five children and they're amazing and i i've got a 14 year old and a 12 year old and i remember people were like well just wait till they're teenagers i will tell you what like <laughs> i love being a parent of a teenager i think it's awesome like i have a blast here they'll go 14 12 10 8 and 6 and the thing was, is like, there's all these books about all these different professions and you can't find one about the packaging profession. At least I couldn't find one. And so again, just like the podcast, I was like, well, I guess I'll write it. And I went out and I pitched it to a, to a publishing house. It's been a slower process. I'm trying to sure. wrap it up and finish it, but we're working with an illustrator. We're fine tuning the, the, the script. And then there's actually a, I can't say it for sure, but I'm meeting with a nonprofit next week to incorporate some really rad stuff that these people do, who I met through the TEDx Salt Lake City community. Great. And we would, we would partner together and, and actually allow kids to, to not only interact with the book, but then to allow their packaging creations, give them an avenue for them to come to life and become their own packaging graphic designers. So I'm super pumped about, about the book and I can't wait for it to come out. I'll, I'll certainly let everyone know, but it's almost there. We're at like, <laughs> I'm like 10% left and that's the hardest part. So can you tell us the title or, or not yet? So it hasn't been finalized, but I'm pretty sure it's going to, so I want to write three of them and I oh, want to cool. base them all off of different people's lives. So I want to write one about myself just called packaging is awesome. And that's yep. the title of the book. And then I'd like to highlight, uh, this, so it's about me and my wife and our kids. Like it's our images, which is really awesome because then we get to have illustrated versions of ourselves. One called Packaging Design is awesome. And another one called Packaging Engineering is awesome. And just highlight these different levels of, of the packaging industry and take a family and, and have them write a book. So, Oh, I love that. This is so yeah. cool. No, I'm excited to help help you promote I've actually it. never talked about this live. So there we go. Breaking news. <laughs> Breaking news. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm thrilled to help you get the word out there. I think uh, packaging is the biggest industry that people don't think about or know about. Yep. And uh, people like you and I who live and breathe packaging our whole lives are, are unique, but there should be more of us, like you said. Yeah, for sure. 
Yeah. I love that. So let's get back into packaging. What do you think is, is the future of, and maybe a couple solution ideas for sustainable packaging? Yeah. So this is an ever evolving conversation. I mean, even from the time that we record this to the time it comes out, there could be something cooler that happens. Or yeah. if you're listening to this and it's a year after the recording date, you, you might be like, well, that guy is full of crap because it's just <laughs> right. Like it seems like I'm constantly learning new things about sustainability. So right now, today, at this present moment, the thing that makes me the most excited about packaging is finding value for carbon capture. So it's not highly discussed as of yet, but the more I've started to ask questions about it, and it actually came from Bill Gates's book, and he was talking about carbon capture in his book. And I was like, oh, there are some really awesome initiatives. The problem with carbon capture is it's really expensive to do, and you can't do it at the rate that is necessary at the cost level that it has. And so if, but if you can start to create products, so there's a company that's doing like carbon capture vodka and carbon capture hand sanitizer. And I'm like, well, shoot, man, we should be doing this. Like my buddy's got a carbon capture uh, cellulose company that he's trying to, to develop, which would be amazing for carbon capture PET or whatever it is. And you combine that with, some of these circularity conversations, whether it's, you know, I know like Dr. Welt and Michael Ferrari are really big on the circularity of liquid methanol and that ability to take our current infrastructure, take all waste and turn it into methanol, which then gets turned into waste, which gets, and, and, and capturing all the carbon there. And so there's just, I think there's some really exciting things on the horizon that, by the, again, by the time you listen to this in six months may have already happened or might have already been like proven to be some kind of conspiracy theory from the aliens or something crazy like that. But <laughs> that's, that's really exciting to me yeah. because it seems like, okay, we're, maybe we're moving, we're like, po- we're, maybe we're in like a post-recycling world because I'm struggling to find out. I, I, mean, I, I mean, listen, recycle for sure, right? Like yeah. that's, it's still a great thing to do. But maybe we've proven out that there, there's, that's going to be a small part of our sustainability journey. And there's some other really big parts to it. So there's, you know, there's materials that are really great to recycle. And there's other ones that have no end life that we just sort of do it because it seems like a good idea. And I think we can do better. So. A quick break for our sponsor this month. Now is the time to go beyond recycling. SmartSalt pioneers certified bio-based water-soluble packaging technologies that empower consumers and businesses to effortlessly reduce plastic waste. Our non-toxic materials quickly and completely disperse when combined with water and agitation, thus making them easily recyclable, biodegradable, and even zero-waste. If zero-waste packaging interests you, Please contact us today at info at smartsolve.com. Man, I totally agree. And I'm reading that book as well. I haven't got to the part about vodka cap- carbon capture yet. Oh, that the vodka's <laughs> not actually in there. I, I learned about this from a, there's a really awesome company and they're going to be on my podcast here soon called Avalon. Okay. And it's a, it's a brandy company out of France. I think it's brandy. I don't remember exactly what it is, but 
hyper sustainability focused. I was talking with them and they were telling me about this. Uh, I forget the name of the, forget the name of the company, but they were telling me about it and it was, it was pretty rad. Carbon capture seems like an amazing idea. And I was excited about it in while reading his book, but like he said, it's incredibly expensive. It's experimental. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot more to be done, but like you said, maybe in six months to a year, they'll, they'll, right. figure, they'll figure it out and it'll be uh, the way of the, the future. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So that's, that's awesome. what, that's what I'm excited about right now. So what do you think about, uh, you and I have talked about this a lot, but what do you think about reusable packaging or returnable packaging? Yeah. So returnable or reusable packaging, again, I think it's a leg on the stool. I don't think it's a bad idea at all. I, but again, like follow the energy, follow the carbon. And so if it costs you more money and more energy to reuse the thing than it would have to make the thing, then maybe push pause and say, what are we doing here? Right. If, Great way if, to it's, look at it. if it's, if it's economically viable and is causing less, less energy release, it's causing less waste, then awesome. Let's do it. But also understand how many times that thing has to be used in order to, you know, make, make sense. So I I wouldn't say it's like, it's not an answer for everybody. There was a company that I turned on to, to loop and I was like, Hey, go check these guys out. And they were trying to figure out how to reuse some glass. And they were like, it's 10 to 12 times the cost just to sterilize this thing that it is to just buy a new one. And, you know, I mean, there's ways to get around that, but it, it's just, it, it's something that we need to look at. Like, I think it's reduce first. Yeah. That's the easiest thing. Then look at reusability and then look at recyclability in that order. Yeah. I know we've talked about, there's nothing sustainable about going out of business. So let's, let's do it in a way to where we can still have profitable business and there's nothing sustainable about rotten food. And we've talked about that a lot. And I think, I think you said that first and I've really, I really grabbed onto that because Mm -hmm. man, it makes sense. If you, if you don't package your, your food in a way that it's shelf stable and that it can be shared across the world, you know, sustainable packaging isn't helpful there. No, no, it's not at all. So it's typically, I've heard the number that it's, it's about 10 times more carbon to make a product as it is to make the packaging. And so if your packaging is causing returns, rejections, failures out of, you know, whatever it is, if it's, if it's because of the packaging, then do whatever you can, even if it means you're in non-recyclable packaging, it's still better for the environment because you're, you're keeping that product around to do its job. It's not just going into a landfill. So I agree a hundred percent. And, and looking at the big picture, stepping back and saying, okay, how long is this stuff going to be viable? You know, where are we shipping it? You know, and I had a conversation with a customer today about that. You know, you got to make sure that the packaging is recyclable where you're shipping it to, not right. just here. And that was kind of a revelation. And I had Ryan from Recyclops, who you introduced me to yeah. on the on the podcast a few weeks ago. That, that episode will drop next week. But he said that only 38% of people have access to recycling. Yeah. His, so oddly enough, 
Ryan from Recyclops is doing incredible work here in Utah. And my hat, if you're li just listening to this, I'm wearing a hat from Cotopaxi. Yeah. And Ryan's brother is the CEO of Cotopaxi. So oh, I didn't know that connection. Yeah, yeah, super awesome connection, really rad family. They're they're making a giant impact on the state of Utah. So, but yeah, Ryan's absolutely right. What Ryan's doing to bring access to recycling to a lot of communities is is huge. He's helped me actually find homes for companies who are like, I have all this packaging. What do I do with it? <laughs> yeah. And Ryan will actually figure out a, an in life for it. So it's pretty cool. I'm totally impressed with what they're doing. They're bringing packaging to cities that have never had it before. And yep. uh, it, that to me is a game changer. And uh, I'm thrilled to see where those private, smaller recycling companies go and talk about a leg on a stool. I think that's a big one for this whole sustainability initiative. Well, think about what Uber did for taxi services, right? Like, yep. I mean, if you're sitting in wherever, Spanish Fork, Utah, or Merced, California, or so, you know, and, and you needed a ride, what, were, what would you do before Uber? There was no taxi service there. Yeah. He basically is doing the same thing, but for recycling that Uber did. He's just, he's, he's literally using people who he's paying people to go pick up your recycling within your community. It's pretty rad. I'm super excited. I, I think it's the, absolutely fills a major void in our society and could absolutely scale to the world. Yep. Assuming people have vehicles. <laughs> right, right. There's, that's fair. The, the, there's, a, there's a stopping point. But So what's the best way for people to get a hold of you, Adam? I know you have a website. I know you have a podcast, an email. What, what do you prefer? Yeah, so I, I kind of try to consolidate everything onto my website, which is adampeek.com, A-D-A-M-P-E-E-K.com. It's not a great, I mean, it's not like the world's greatest <laughs> website ever. It took me 30 minutes to build. So, but on there, you can, you can connect with me on LinkedIn. You can, there's a button to do that button to schedule time. My phone numbers on there, my Ted talks on there, a sermon that I just gave links to the podcast. So I just sort of tried to squash everything into one place. And so that's where that would be the best way. Or you can find me on LinkedIn. That's really the only social platform I've been active on or you and I need to like trade like TikTok and LinkedIn coaching. Yeah. Because I, I do see, I see so much potential on that platform. As silly as it might have sounded to me even six months ago to say that, it's like just seeing the, the, you know, not only what you're doing, but what other people are doing on that platform is really, really impressive. And it's just so much more than vanity. You know what I mean? It's, it's really impactful. So it's, it's making a difference. And I've had, Dozens of people message me on TikTok saying, thank you so much for teaching me how to package these sustainably. Mm -hmm. uh, people don't know. Packaging is really confusing, especially at first. So people look online, they Google, they Amazon, and it's like, well, okay, that's a good start, but let's let's figure out how to recycle this stuff. And yeah, uh, I think you and I both have a mission in life to help people with their sustainable packaging. So. Yep. A hundred percent. That's uh, that's. That would be, it, it's not, somebody asked me about like why packaging? And I said, it's not because I really love packaging. It's because I really love what packaging does. It creates jobs. It creates the ability for us to feed people or to share your delicious wine from France into a home in Oregon without having the wine go bad. It, it's, it's economically viable. It's just, it does so many rad things in the world. 
And that's what I get passionate about is that we can you know, impact the planet positively. We can feed people. We have got an exploding human population right now. And, and we have the ability to do all of this. And packaging isn't the only answer, but it's a big part of the answer. And I'm stoked to be part of it. So I think I read the other day that packaging will be a $1.1 trillion industry by next year. Something yeah, like that. Yeah. So it was, it was by 2025 <laughs> and then the, and then the pandemic hit and almost every packaging company killed it during the pandemic. Like yeah. everyone, you know, lead times are out there right now and costs are going up right now and consolidations happening. And there's a ton of private equity money that's pouring into the industry right now because it, it does well when times are good. It does well when times are bad. And that's a, that's a really safe place for people to put their high wealth individuals and, and, you know, family offices and organizations put their money. So yeah. And it's solving problems. People don't want to go to to the store anymore. They've learned that that through this pandemic, that it, it kind of works to have everything delivered. And there's some studies done that, that actually prove that it's a little bit more sustainable to make deliveries. As long as those deliveries are consolidated, I think it makes Mm -hmm. sense. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate you. I appreciate your friendship and your wisdom as always. And yeah, thanks for being on the show. Uh, yeah, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for doing this. Packaging's awesome. Let's just keep, let's just keep telling everyone about it. Will do. Thanks, Adam. Yep. All right. This episode is sponsored by Specrite, the first purpose-built platform for specification management. So much has changed. When it comes to packaging, and there's a new book to help you stay ahead of the curve, The Evolution of Products and Packaging, written by longtime packaging executive, Mr. Matthew Wright, helps you unpack industry trends and explains how you can use data to drive packaging, innovation, and sustainability. Download your free copy today at specright.com backslash book. That's S-P-E-C-R-I-G-H-T dot com backslash book.